for 20 years, I'm author of a series. People talk about my games and the wonderful things they did. Yet still I remain strangely vague about the future. I often discuss my own involvement with the first games and the pride I felt when I burned the series that would contain them. Some people believe the series died after five, but the truth is, it did not. You are the only ones I can confide in, my friends. So I am asking you to listen to this podcast. There are things we must discuss about my games. Around the world and across the ages, this is the Cavern Today's Missed 20th Anniversary Special, our podcast for September 2013. On September 24, 1993, a game called Myst was released for Mac OS computers and forever changed the way we thought about gaming. Its success earned it the title of best-selling PC game for nine solid years and helped to push the CD-ROM format into the forefront. Now, 20 years later, this venerable series is still recognized as one of the trailblazers of the adventure game genre, continuing to inspire gamers and developers alike even today. To celebrate two decades of mist, we'll be bringing you a special retrospective TCT Talk, musical pieces by Delanor and Jeff Wise, and much more. But first, I'm going to turn the microphone over to Dalkin Starbine, who will be giving us the news for this podcast. Shura, this is Dalkin Starbine for The Cavern Today, bringing you your TCT News Report. In Cavern News, the Guild of Riders has made several new locations available in the Nexus, via a separate shard of the Lattice called Gen. The locations made available via this shard are one Garden Age, called Trebivdil, and two Dini locations, Bothal Gallery and Fenir House. Trebivdil, which means Place of Everything, was written by Guild member Lontov, who offers this description. On a peaceful world, bounded by the calm sea, lie stark, barren cubes of sandstone. In these cubes reside single or grouped essences of places and ideas, a museum of icons. The Vothal Gallery restoration was completed by guild member Rusty. Not much is known about this gallery, it is located on a private island in Denis, and was the property of the original Guild of Riders. While its original purpose remains unknown, at the time of the fall it was a showcase of ages for all citizens of Denis to visit. Finally, the Fenir House, a Denis apartment restored by guild member Tweak, seems to have been the home of a Denis archivist named Fenir and his family during the fall. While Fenir's family managed to escape to their family age, Fenir himself succumbed to the plague and perished. His remains can be witnessed here as well as the inactive book to the family age. 
For more information on these ages and the Gen Shard, visit the Guild of Writers website at www.guildofwriters.org. In other cavern news, on August 4, 2013, a music festival was held in Curel to raise CavCon awareness. Over 100 explorers came throughout the day to show their support and to enjoy the music of their fellow explorers. It was one of the largest explorer outpourings the cavern has seen in a few years. In Myst series news, Cyan Worlds recently rebranded themselves as Cyan Inc., their original name, and redesigned their website and logo, apparently in anticipation of an upcoming event. And while Cyan has confirmed they are exploring the possibility of bringing a remake of Real Mist to PCs and Macs, whether or not there is something else in their pipeline remains to be seen. We wish them the best of luck and eagerly anticipate any future announcements. For The Cavern Today, this is Dalkin Starbine, signing off. Happy Anniversary! Shura all, this is Marus, and I'm here to present a new piece from one of The Cavern Today's very first musical contributors back in 2005, Delanor. In July, I had the opportunity to attend Dunny Palooza and was pleasantly surprised to find that Dylanor had a musical set. While I was very happy to hear all of this new music from our old collaborator, one of his tracks in particular stood out to me, a piece called Stream of Unconsciousness. I got in touch with Dylanor after Dunny Palooza and he was more than happy to let us feature the piece in our podcast. So without further ado, I am pleased to present Dylanor's Stream of Unconsciousness.
Welcome to another TCT Talk, our roundtable chatterbox for the goings-on in the cavern community. I'm Maros, and with me are Wing. Ah! <laughs> Moog. Hello, good to see you all. And Esto. Shoragabatori. And our first point for the day is, of course, the overwhelm amazing fact that it is the 20th anniversary of Mist series. 20 years since the original game came out, and man, it's been a it's been a while. <laughs> It's been a good 20 years, hasn't it? Uh, on and off, actually, but yeah, on the whole, I would say It certainly so. had its moments, yeah. It's been quite a ride. So uh, I, I, I wanted to just go around to each of us, and I wanted each of us to talk about what we thought were some of the things that originally really in intrigued us and drew us in to the original Miss series, and just the Miss universe in general, and what some of our fondest memories from the Miss series are. Um, and, uh, who wants to start? <laughs> um, I might as well. Um, I think I first ran into Mist as, uh, I was just a young child. My parents had this, like, family, uh, it was like a Windows 95 machine, nothing special. Uh, but among mm -hmm. the, the various, uh, CD games we had for, you know, Carmen San Diego, stuff like that, uh, we had a copy of Mist. And I... I, it utterly baffled me as a child. It was just like, <laughs> what? What is this strange game? I'm just kind of plopped into this, into this world with no idea what I'm supposed to be doing. And I just kind of click around and it's like, oh, this is this is kind of neat, but what what am I doing? And eventually, because um, I we actually had one of the original versions, which had come with a, a journal that you were supposed to write down solutions in. And my uh, big brother had actually mm -hmm. gone through and written down some of the solutions. I wish I still had my journal. <laughs> I I left mine behind when I moved. I think it's still at my parents' uh, house. But no, I I I'd always start. I'd go right like straight to Stone Ship, and I'd just mm -hmm. plow through it. <laughs> I, I really didn't care about it anymore. I was just like, I need I need to figure out like beat this game because you know that's what you do with the game. You beat it, right? So I I'd just plow <laughs> mm -hmm. through as much as I could. So I I know by heart how to beat Stone Ship. And that's about it. <laughs> Everything else, I, I just need to check or go through and actually pay attention. But I can just plow right, right the through stone ship. And it wasn't until much later, uh, when I actually cared enough, that I got into Riven. Uh, we had yeah. a copy of Riven as well, the the old five disc set that came with the demo of Journeyman yeah. Project Three. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Journeyman. <laughs> Journeyman it, 3 was fantastic, but that's not... <laughs> that's not our purview. No. We're not here to it's talk about here, that. There. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I um, love that game. You know, I, I loved Riven, because I had gotten to the age where I was able to start appreciating the story a bit more. So uh, you know, I, I started up Riven, and it was so much more involved, because first off, it opened, and there's this guy, and he tells you that this is what's happening, and oh, you need to go in here, and you need to trap this guy, and then you need to call me. Here's a book, here, and here's a journal go. And then I had some context for the story yes. that was happening. Yes. So I was a lot more involved with that. And I just loved going through the islands and seeing all the little details, noticing the townspeople would sound the alarm and run away from me or mm -hmm. that, you know, all the strange oh. creatures that would just kind of flutter by. And it was for a kid in the uh, early nineties when the most involved graphics were, at least for me, cause I, I didn't actually have a super Nintendo growing up. I was, I was a generation behind. Uh, it was big, blocky 8-bit sprites for me. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then to see these beautiful, just, I, they were pre-rendered, sure, but just to see these beautiful landscapes just spread out before me that I could look around and play with, um, yeah. it was, it was enrapturing. It was, pardon <laughs> the pun, but 
mystifying. It was yeah. exciting. It was like nothing else out there. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and it's funny. I mean, when you go back and think about Riven and like when it came out at the time, it's, it is crazy how ridiculously involved it is. Like mm-hmm. for a game that came out at that, I mean, you're absolutely right about that. Like that's insane. It was a yeah. developer's yeah. nightmare. That's about where my experience yeah. with Mist stopped for a long time. I didn't play three. I didn't, I didn't play Exile or four. And I didn't play five until after I had picked up a copy of Uru Complete Chronicles. At mm-hmm. like uh, Barnes and Noble somewhere, and I looked into it because I I got in the edition that was you know Complete Chronicles because this was after they had scrapped the online function of it. Sure, mm-hmm. but you know it came with the strategy guide. And I was like, wow, all of this is so exciting! You know, all of this backstory, you get to go to the cavern. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. Mm-hmm. And I looked and I found out that it was supposed to be an online thing, and I started looking, and I remember finding out about Demolishard. Yes. I, I got an invite. I managed to get myself an invite to Demolish Earth, but I never managed to get onto it ah, because the computer ah. I owned was not good enough to run Uru. Oh, I would have gee. had to borrow my older brothers, and that just was not an option. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. that that's effectively where my nostalgia for the series ended. Since then, I have played uh, five all the way through, mm-hmm. all the endings, and uh, I have yet to play four or Exile. Oh my god. Uh, I <laughs> played it, but I never finished it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and probably never will. So that that's my side of the story. That That's my experience with the 20 years. I missed quite a bit, and uh, I was kind of late to the party. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say that uh, that it was bad to me at all. I, I'd say it's been quite the building block of my uh, gamer career. Sure. I'll bite. Yeah. Back in 1993, I was three years old. And my my neighbor, who was 40 years my senior, his name was Bob Shepard, he had mm-hmm. come over and he absolutely wanted to show me this game. Now, I, keep in mind, I was three years old and yet I remember that. So maybe that's an indicator of how much of an impact it made, it me, made on yeah. me at the time. Yeah. Uh, but I remember just kind of throwing myself into Mist and very much like how Wink said, I, I was like, what is this? What am I supposed to do with this? And I didn't really get it. But I played it a lot. I just uh-huh. playing around with things and exploring it, even though I didn't understand what I was doing, trying to figure it out. And I think that planted a seed in my mind or something that just grew. And by the time I, I finally beat Mist on my own when I was in fifth grade, uh, mm-hmm. I remember at the time I would, it was some some form of obsession by that point because mm-hmm. I would carry this notebook around with me. I also had one of those missed journals, but I, I did not, uh, I did not write in it because in my mind I wanted to keep that as pristine as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you poor bastard. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I instead created my own, had this, I, I'd say I went through reams of paper uh-huh. um, in creating my own, set of notes where I would draw out the maps of each of the ages and mm-hmm. write down interesting tidbits that I'd find in, in various ages or something about the, what, what did they call them? The black ships referenced in, uh, yes, the, yes. in oh, yeah. the mechanical oh, age yeah, yeah. and how I had found the flag in Cirrus's room in stone ship. And yeah, yeah. Had, mm-hmm. was starting to slowly piece all of these bits together and realize what was happening behind the scenes. Sure. And I, I, sometime I realized like, you know, it had already been an obsession of mine by then, but I was Mm -hmm. actually starting to get a handle on it and I finally beat it. 
And I, I'd say that's probably my, that whole development is probably the, it is a foundation of who I am today. It's just yeah. been around with me for, for oh, yeah. 21 years. I guess. Well, no, 20 years. It's only been 20. Around for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting yeah, ahead of sorry. yourself. Yeah. Getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Sometimes I forget what year it is. Um, <laughs> anyways, I'd say that's probably, that's probably it. No, I mean, I played Riven. I had a, I had a cousin who would come over during the summer and we would try and figure out Mist or Riven. Uh, I watched him play through Riven. I didn't actually get to play through Riven until many years later. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what year that was. Uh, but I remember playing through three, four, and I remember when five came out, I did not want to play it. Mm-hmm. I specifically refused to buy that game because <laughs> mm-hmm. I did not want it to end. It was called yeah. the end of ages. Aww. And uh-huh. I knew that not only was it not in the past, like all of the other games, but the Atris was old and senile and I mm-hmm. didn't want to see him like that. Mm-hmm. Like I remember. Oh, man feeling like I can't I can't do this. I'm not ready for this. Mm-hmm. And it was around that time. Actually, I guess it was it was a few years before. Um I know I'm skipping around a bit, but mm-hmm. this is just how it's returning to me. Uh when I had first heard about Uru, I, I tried to tried to be be a part of that. And you know, it I heard that it had flopped and I was I was kind of crushed. I was like, man, this is what I've been I kind of feel like I've been living for this. I mean, mm-hmm. I was only, I can't remember how old I was at the time. I guess it was like uh-huh. 10 or 11. Uh, yeah. And thinking, well, this is the place that I've been hearing about for my whole life. Yeah. And this it's was all been building up to, to this. Yeah. yeah. It's all uh-huh. been, it's all been coming to this. And, uh-huh. and now my chance to go there is gone. And then oh. I didn't hear anything about the Intel Uru for a while, I guess it was about 2005 when I heard about the cavern today, ironically, mm-hmm. and I started following everything. I was like, "This is this is great. It's still going. There there are other people like me. I'm not the only one who's obsessed with this thing." Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I listened to every single podcast. I read through the archiver. <laughs> I fumbled around the DRC <laughs> web page. I even watched the crappy little DRC hosted webcam that they ho- that they had on their website. <laughs> I remember uh, that, yeah. I just couldn't, I, I did everything I could to get as much as I could to figure out what was going on, even though I couldn't be a part of it. And mm-hmm. then when GameTap rolled around, yeah. I remember I wanted to do it, but I couldn't at the time. Like One, my computer couldn't run it, and mm-hmm. I didn't have the financial means to make it so. Mm-hmm. And so I latched on to, again, everything that I could, mostly through the cavern today or... Um, various other, I was part of the forums. I tried to keep up as best I could. I had friends who went to the cavern and they'd tell me these stories about the places that they'd gone or a puzzle they were trying to figure out or, uh, some, just whatever was happening in the cavern at the uh-huh. time. And I wanted to be a part of that so much. Yeah. And then the cavern closed again and I was crushed. I was <laughs> it was absolutely <laughs> devastated because here it had come a second time and I wasn't able to be a part of it. Yeah. And then I kind of forgot about it. Uh, I forgot about Uru. I went back to playing single player missed games and I think I was a sophomore in college, I guess, in 
no, I might have been a junior. I was a junior. I was a junior at that point. And I heard that the cavern was reopening, and I've been here ever since. Mm-hmm. Wow, you are the missed Ubermensch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Oh, uh, yeah. I wonder if there's a term for that in Denis. <laughs> there must be, right? Yeah. I think it's or... called called. <laughs> the called, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, I... I... I would like to share my story. If, uh, please, please. Yeah, okay. okay. So I think I was in the same position as uh, Wing, uh, which is that I remember the, like, the first, it was the first Windows or I guess Microsoft, whatever you want to call it, power computer that my household mm-hmm. ever got uh, back in the mid 90s. Uh, and I had this computer for a few years even. And I was obviously too young to use it for a while. But, you know, I grew up, maybe it was 96, 97. So I was either six or seven. Um, might have been seven or eight. Um, but the point is, one day I'm flipping through, and you know this missed disc had been sitting, and they have the it was an old gateway, gateway uh, ninety five, uh, gateway two thousand is what they used to call yeah, it. Yeah, came in the big beige cool. boxes. <laughs> came, came in the, the cow whole, box, didn't it? Oh, yeah, 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 came in the cow things. box. <laughs> came with the whole cow style booklet of like CDs that came with the computer, and one mm-hmm. of the CDs that came with the computer was a missed disc that just sat there. You know, in the case, and I just always brush past it. I'm like, hey, that rocket looks kind of cool, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, this it looks dumb. Hey, it's by Broderbund, who does the Carmen San Diego games that I know of. Mm-hmm. But other than that, <laughs> I didn't really make, you know. Um, and then one day, I think it was my grandparent, one of my grandparents who actually said, you know, I heard that's not bad. You should try it out sometime. And again, I was six or seven, so mm-hmm. I was like, I guess, you know. I remember my immediate reaction. <laughs> And you got everybody's gonna hate me. All the listeners are gonna hate me. My immediate reaction was I started it up and walked around the world and was like, "This is so dumb. <laughs> you touch a book and you go in. What? What is this? This is stupid." Mm-hmm. So, so like, <laughs> this is I, for nerds. So I, I like, I uninstalled it and then like never looked at it again. Well, didn't never <laughs> look at it again, obviously. But it was like another year or half a year before uh-huh. I tried it out again. I think so. And he said, "No, I heard that's pretty good. You should." So I did, and I guess I just sort of kept going, and it kept intriguing me. And I was like, you know, this is this is pretty cool. So that time it books. clicked. That time it clicked for whatever reason. I sort uh-huh. of got lost in it a little bit. I got lost in the world. I figured out. That my teacher at the time, third grade teacher, played Mist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started talking to her about it. I this is real. This really happened. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! I was talking to my own teacher about Mist. Now it's just funny. Um, and I actually was stuck. I remember being stuck on Slentic because that oh. damn Maze Runner puddles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Could not yes. figured out. Yes. Um, I think I brute forced so, it the first time I did that. That was mm-hmm. painful. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. I eventually asked my teacher to tell me the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Listen so, for sounds. So that's that's how I got. No, like literally northwest, south. Oh like, yeah, she, she wrote it out for me. <laughs> um, so that happened, and I got through, and I I thought that was it until my babysitter told me, <laughs> "Did you know that there's a sequel?" And I went, "What?" Um, sure enough, it ended up underneath the Christmas tree in. I guess 1998 uh, or nine. Oh, very good. Um, I played all the way through, and by then I was just like, "This is the greatest thing." Obviously, you this managed to play all the way through Riven. No, I didn't manage to play all the way through Riven. I, I was I, gonna I, say, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I needed a help book. 
because I was like, this is this is the coolest thing ever, but I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So uh-huh. I need I needed I needed the help book and I used it. I tried not to use it, but ultimately did out of curiosity. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then that was great. The ending felt good. It yeah. felt like a solid ending. The series I was like, that's great. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until like three or four years later i moved in my other house i was already moved like my whole life was different at this point new school different people mm-hmm. and i just was happening to like there was a magazine sitting on the table and i flipped through it was like a best buy magazine whatever the electronics dealer was at the time mm-hmm. um and i saw a little listing and it said miss three exile and i went what <laughs> <laughs> What? This was what? happening and nobody told me? What? Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, I rushed out to the store, the first chance I got, and grabbed it. And that time, I was actually developed enough that I didn't need a help guide. I actually got myself all the way through the game. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. For some reason, what I did that time is I got friends involved, and they uh-huh. would all sit around the table, and we'd all try to solve puzzles together. And this must have been, like, Cyan must have seen this. This must have been what the inspiration for making Uru an MMO was. Yeah. Because yeah. that experience is cool. The, hey, you should try this. Oh, that didn't work. Hmm. Like, everybody together, for some reason, gives that, like, a real energy. And, oh, man, Miss 3 is great. And seriously, as for the one of my favorite memories of the series, I love the whole series. But, I mean, that Amateria roller coaster thing... Whew. That was the it's icing hard on to the beat cake. That. That's that's hard to beat that moment. That's like one of the most memorable moments in the series, I got to say. Um, and, you know, you know the story from there. I By that point, I was just sort of on the series. It was just sort of the thing I do at that point. So, you know, Uru came out and I played it, but I couldn't do live because I didn't have the connection. So when they actually canceled it and made the uh, content DLC, I was actually happy because I wasn't going to be able to access it anyway. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, Oh, um, you know, connection. Miss Four comes out. I get it. Miss Five comes out. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, no further stories there. Cavern comes back. Obviously, I'm there. Uh-huh. And you know, basically, it's just you sort of fill in the blanks up to right now. But I just, uh, I was so proud to have a world that like I could really get lost in because mm-hmm. you know when I was younger, mm-hmm. video games really weren't doing doing it for me. You know, in that respect, at the time, right, they weren't yeah. there yet, and Mist really was able to get that sort of exploration thing, and that's. Yeah, that's why it's always going to have a special place in my heart. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, is it my turn? I believe it I would believe be. it is. Okay. Yep. I'd say so. <laughs> All righty. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm one of the few old timers that was around when all of these games originally came out. And I remember seeing Mist not as this bolt out of the blue, but as an evolution. Um, because I was already quite familiar with the earlier Cyan titles. At about the time that the Manhole and Cosmocosmo and Spelunks came out, our our uh, son was young and was just about the age, you know, five, six or seven years old to really get into things like that. And so he and I would sit down and play the manhole and Osmo and just had a really good time. And he learned how to use a computer and a mouse, etc. And this was back when uh, most particular titles uh, shipped on a stack of floppies and I would load them into our uh, Macintosh SE, you know, the little black and white Mac in a box, you know, the original configuration with a nine-inch black and white screen, etc., and um, and he really enjoyed those. And he's twenty-seven now, and can still remember details from the games, you know, because we played them so much and enjoyed them. Um, so I kept up with uh, Science Products. I think it was Mac. I think it was Mac World. I subscribed to Mac Addict later on, but that was somewhat after the fact. But I think it was Mac World who would always uh, post articles about what was coming up and. Um, 
I think that's where I found out about the manhole. And so once I was, I was uh, pretty much convinced that Cyan did very cool things. I kept an eye on the magazine for any uh, titles they would have coming up, and that's how we found out about Spelunks and the manhole. No, no, Spelunks and Osmo. Um, so we were already quite familiar with those when Mist first came out, and and we had seen uh, some hints of the upcoming game in the magazines and things like that. Uh, so that when I first played Mist, I think one of the first things that struck me was instead of uh, just a black and white environments with a spot of color or things like that, it was suddenly this beautiful, full-color rendered world. And while it had a lot of the same uh, uh, same theories of interaction, theories of gameplay, as a manhole and Spelunks and Osmo, um, it was a little bit different because it wasn't just clicking things to see what happened when you click something. Um, you knew that if you click something, it was for a reason, but the reason wasn't immediately obvious right away. And it was very intriguing to uh, try to figure out the interconnections between the various part of Mist Island before I even got out into the ages. Um, so I thoroughly enjoyed Mist. Um, I was already a Cyan fan, as mentioned, so Mist was just, it's like the latest and greatest. And I think like a lot of us, I had to upgrade my computer to even be able to play it. Uh, <laughs> Story of my life. That's when I bought my first, <laughs> when I bought my first color Mac and, um, in fact, I'm trying to think here. I bought an external CD-ROM drive there for a while because uh, my Mac Performa 405. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, uh, I love the, I love those old titles. I'm sorry to interrupt. Just about. <laughs> <laughs> if you can even remember those, it was like a little pizza box, and the monitor would sit on top of it separately. Hmm. But it didn't have an optical drive, so you had to buy an external CD-ROM drive to do it, and. Um, Amazing how history repeats itself in that regard. <laughs> well, yes, it does. And it was <laughs> That's just what they a, do today, yeah. <laughs> and it was a single-speed CD-ROM drive. I don't know what they're up to now, even. Uh, and so that was my introduction to Myst. Uh, but when Riven came out, that single-speed drive and the Performo 405 just weren't quite up to Riven, and it would crash periodically and freeze and do things like that. Uh, so back around 1995, I bought a one of the Macintosh clones that were popular at the time, briefly. <laughs> uh, in fact, I'm looking at it as I speak here. It's sitting on my side desk, and it still works. It's circa 1995 Power Computing, uh, yeah, Power Center Pro 210, I think it was called. Uh, and it had a built-in optical drive, and it had the uh, and it had the horsepower to play Uru. Uh, I'm sorry, to play Riven. I was gonna say that's gonna be a <laughs> yeah, I know, kind of jumping a really <laughs> impressive machine. Time travel. <laughs> it would not have handled Uru. I thought uh, I had nodded off for a second. <laughs> yeah, there. I know. <laughs> I missed part of the story. <laughs> what did I miss here? But only to say uh, that that's what I played Riven on, and I was thoroughly impressed by Riven. Um, it was, it was like all the things that you wanted to see in Mist suddenly brought together, because uh, it was like, uh, oh yeah. I won't say that it was like comparing uh, Star Trek the TV series to uh, Star Trek the first movie and the contrast like that, but just the realism of the pre-wandered worlds in Riven were superb. And um, it was just a treat to wander through those worlds. It was also a very challenging challenging experience, but I remember uh, commenting to myself or observing uh, to myself uh, that all the puzzles, you know, such as they were, were so much better integrated into the world. And I think that's been one of the big uh, comments about Riven is that it was such a tight package. But okay, so much for Riven. Um, 
Yeah, so much for Riven. Yep. So much for Riven, game. yeah. Nobody <laughs> played that game. Nobody cares about Riven. <laughs> we moved on, yeah. Uh, when um, I uh, played Exile, loved it, and I started Revelation, um, could never quite get past parts of it, <laughs> and have yet to get past parts of it. But then uh, when Uru came out, again... I could kind of see it coming because uh, I stayed up with the forums by that time in the magazine articles and things like that. And um, it was, I don't know if any of you guys remember, but the anticipation built even before the game released. Because uh, through Cyan's website, there were various little, you know, dropped hints. And I'm trying to remember the name of, uh, oh gosh, what was it? I've forgotten now. The pre-after quest? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because there was this whole backstory uh that occurred online even before the game came out and uh and these mysterious little you know photos taken you know like who knows where mm. and it all uh kind of led up to the uh the story that you would be invited uh via an email from Jeff Zandy uh to come to the cavern and uh uh well, I take that back. That was after you, you know, you bought the boxed version of Uru. Uh, to get the online version, you had to, you know, uh, I don't remember if we had to, like, request permission or what. But I remember getting that email, and uh, and I was really flabbergasted, because all of a sudden, I could take part in Uru along with others. And, uh, and the whole concept was so amazing. And I remember the first time I linked into the cavern and saw another... Uh, another explorer, and I think it was somebody from Germany, and as I recall. Um, I'm kind of the shy type. I thought, oh gosh, there's another explorer. I didn't actually, you know, try to converse or visit or anything. I took off another direction. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's one of the things that has been observed in the past, is that the cavern can be uh, kind of like a social gathering place for antisocial people. Uh, <laughs> Or not antisocial so much as, you know, socially challenged. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a little uh, nicer. Semantics. And, um, <laughs> and so Uru was just, it was thoroughly amazing. And I know that we're asking for, you know, for what do you remember the most about some of these experiences? Um, and Uru, I'm going to have to mention several things, actually. Uh, when you would get onto the forum and uh, see an announcement on, like, the DRC site, for example that they had just cleared access to another uh, part of the cavern, uh, you'd suddenly jump into the game, get back in there to see this new content, because there was this great anticipation for new content. And you'd find that the cavern was very laggy, because a lot of other people were going there to see that <laughs> that new content as well. And so you'd uh, and so you'd go where the crowd was, you'd find the place where there was like a pile of rocks was suddenly cleared off, and there were stairs there behind where the rocks were. And, mm. And you'd climb the stairs for the first time, and people are discovering this together and key chatting about it, and uh, that was really what it was all about. So that was really fun. And anytime that you would uh, would log into Uru and would watch it download an update, you knew that cool things were afoot and that you were about to see something neat and new. Uh, but I think that one of the most impactful experiences I had in Uru uh, was the night uh, that Wheelie Enberg died. Yeah. And uh, oh boy, uh, that was a kind of a heavy experience. I wasn't in the cavern proper, but I was off in one of the hoods, and was uh, and was getting the news relayed from one of the um, 
Uh, okay, what did they call themselves? Anyway, uh, the uh, uh, story was coming to us in bits and pieces, and uh, it really was a palpably tense experience um, because because uh, everything was happening live, and and so we were getting these reports kind of secondhand. It's kind of like a news report coming in. Mm-hmm. For those of us who weren't around uh, in Cavern during that time, uh, who exactly was Wheeliander? Right. Uh, she was uh, one. Okay, she was a daughter of a member of the DRC, a uh, Doctor Engberg. Um, she was an in-game character uh, that, well, that was back when the DRC still made regular appearances in the game, uh, mm-hmm. in the cavern. And so it was all very personal. See, you would read in their forums and suddenly go to the cavern, and there they are. Uh, But she was an in-game character that I guess was actually somebody at Cyan actually performing this live. Uh, And and when the word got around that she had, and a friend of hers had been exploring uh, uh, in a certain part of the cavern, had found a crack in like the pub wall, I think it was, and had gotten in there to explore, and there was a, a sudden cave in. Uh, this just went around the community like an electric shot, because mm-hmm. as real mm-hmm. as these characters can be to you through Uru, uh, this was somebody that we knew. You know, we'd all explored with her and chatted with her uh, uh, over our keys and stood face to face in the cavern and things like that. And suddenly she was in a bad way, and we were getting this news, you know, secondhand. And so we all expected uh, the story to resolve, I think, at least I did. But when she was killed, that was a heavy thing. And um, I can remember the key chats were just alive with, no, oh, this is terrible. How can this happen? You know, things like this. How's her father going to take this? It was all so real. And, um, and so that, I think, was the most impactful experience I had in Uru. Mm. I guess one of the most poignant was I was in the cavern uh, the night that the original experience closed and they uh, shut the server off. And I've uh, still got a screen capture of the error message that uh, popped up when the servers went down. Um, One of the coolest experiences I had was uh, spending a weekend in uh, Spokane uh, for Mysterium uh, 2006. And uh, just to be able to hang around their headquarters and to meet the, you know... uh, all the folks there uh, was really very cool. And I think especially to talk to Rand, because by this time we'd interviewed him, I think uh, two or three times in the cavern today. Mm -hmm. And so I went up and there was a line of folks and I finally got up to him and said, hello, I'm Moog. And he said, Moog and gave me a bear hug and slap me on the back. Cause he remembered (laughs) me from the interviews. And, uh, uh, Here is Atris giving you a uh, bear hug. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. That whole weekend was just kind of surreal, to tell you the truth. And um, uh, coupled with the cool part of meeting uh, all the folks at Cyan was uh, to walk up to somebody in a group at like the hotel, for example, and to see strangers until you'd see their name tag and you realize, oh, that's so-and-so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've explored with them. I solved, you know, the garden ages with them, and here they are. And it's like a room full of strangers until you see the name tag. Mm-hmm. And so that was very I, cool. I remember seeing your photo album that you posted from that. There were some explorers that made uh, 
took very special care to dress exactly like their avatars, weren't they? Uh, yes. I know yeah. I would have if I had if I had oh, the one I'm thinking of that was just a spitting image of his Abby. Um, oh, gosh, it's been so long I've forgotten now. But it was also very cool uh, to be you know, standing talking to somebody and have somebody tap me on the back and say, aren't you Mowag? I've heard you in the podcast. Uh, hmm. and so that was very cool. <laughs> Because uh, then we realized that there were enough folks that actually listened to it that we had a following. And it's nice when you put something like this out to realize or to find out that somebody actually listens to it. Uh, but that was also the first time that uh, several of us from the Cavern Today actually met firsthand for the first time. And it was pretty much the original team. And the majority of us got together and met. And I've got a group picture on my, you know, my Flickr gallery uh a couple of pictures that somebody took of us all posing together with Rand right in the middle. And, um, and Dalkins in those pictures, uh, Tyons in those pictures, uh, several others who we remember fondly. Yeah. Uh, that was a truly special weekend. And, uh, that was also the weekend, uh, that they announced uh, the game tap connection. Oh, very cool. Oh, right. Cool. And that it was going yeah. to be happening. And, and so there were uh, two or three folks there from game tap. And so they all, oh. you know, they all, addressed us as to what the arrangement entailed and what we could expect with oh, game tap handling Uru and things like that. And spirits were really high. And of course, as we know now, you know, things didn't turn out quite as planned. But of course, we realized, mm. too, that the ending has not yet been written. So, <laughs> oh, yes, uh, which which sort of leads us perfectly into uh, our next discussion point. Go right ahead. I could keep going, but we shouldn't. Yeah, we, we've uh, reminisced about the past. Now it's time for us to look at the present. Yes which is that Cyan does seem like they might be up to something. The ending may not have been written indeed. And it's just like old times. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You see things Maybe. change on their website and realize, oh boy, you'll... Lo- oh, yes. Like They're being just as Watson. vague, too. Well, Holmes will say to Watson, <laughs> uh, the game is afoot, you know, and here's where the we are again. The game is afoot. Uh-huh, yeah. They're being just as vague. They've rebranded from Cyan Worlds to just Cyan like they used to be. Uh, Cyan Incorporated. New- Actually. Cyan Incorporated. Getting back yeah. to the, the logo is much simpler again now. It's just yeah, the, uh, more more like the original or like the pretty. It's pretty one, much yeah. the it's pretty much the original Cyan logo with a with a Cyan dot in the middle of the or mm-hmm. in the yeah. gap of the C now. So they have a whole new design to their website. Mm-hmm. But the most interesting thing is that on their Facebook page, they've been they've been dropping a few very vague hints about an upcoming project. A couple images, one in particular that looks like it. Could be a redone version of Channelwood, although yes. maybe it's not related to Mist, but it certainly does look like Channelwood. <laughs> it yeah. looks a lot um, like Channelwood. Oh yes, yeah. Okay, so admit what are it. Some it's of our thoughts yeah. about. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, we've got three quotes. The first of which is Atreus, where he's saying, you know, "I have tried to speculate where it might have landed, though I must admit, mm-hmm. however, such oh, kind such of conjecture is futile. I'm sure everyone has that mm-hmm. memorized." Uh, I wonder what I, that's from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the second oh, I one, did it once for the podcast. Hey. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yes. The second one, uh, and it's a quote from of Robert Gamble from Beauties of the Universe, which was published in 1732, which is mm-hmm. unbounded in its kin, free from, uh, from prison free, will clearly view what here we darkly see, those planetary worlds and thousands more, now veiled from human sight it shall explore. It seems to be a reference to other worlds, uh, specifically the idea of after death that the soul is freed from its body and can explore the universe and its infiniteness. Mm-hmm. Huh. Very good. And, <laughs> uh, and yeah. the final 
being uh, uh, part of a quote from The Wizard of Oz with Galinda the Good Witch telling Dorothy how she can return home with just a click of her heels. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it seems to be alluding to uh, quickness of travel, similar to linking, where you just mm-hmm. just go. Yes, and you're yeah. There. This definitely looks to be well. Uh, it reminds me of uh, this. This past summer, there was an interview in the DMR with Rand Miller, and Rand Miller was uh, asked about projects that they had, and he did say something that they were, about a project they had been working on. He I think he said that it was something new, but mm-hmm. that it would hopefully echo back to the same feeling they provided when people first landed on Mist Island. And I would oh, say, hey. given what they have, given what they've shown us right now, mm-hmm. it definitely has given me that feeling that, you know, maybe it's just that everything's super cryptic and I'm yeah. just trying to turn it, turn it into an uh, AGR. Uh, ARG. ARG, that's the word. Yep. Yeah, and you know, my comment on this is... This is stirring up feelings I haven't felt for a long time. <laughs> uh, from when we were seeing the cryptic hints on the Cyan website and uh, knew that something was going on, you know, something very good, and it was coming our way. And we were just so antsy to find out what was actually happening, you know. And we knew that we wouldn't until Cyan was good and ready. <laughs> mm. yep. And we're there again, and that's very cool. It's It's intriguing. The, having there be a, an aspect of mystery at all is good. Yeah frankly because just nothing is the worst almost you know no news is never good news um i do want to make one point though uh now a couple of these things that have been posted to the wall aren't haven't been posted by the cyan page itself but by somebody else mm-hmm. but the general consensus seems to be that these are legit yeah so and e- each one is accompanied by uh a sort of a surreal image uh the first one which is the quote from atrus actually looks to me, it looks like uh, some type of well, because there's a sidebar on that image. Mm-hmm. With, yes, like, I couldn't figure I out what that, that one was either. Yeah, uh, but it looks like a smashed monitor, actually, like a smashed LCD. <laughs> yeah, you get all those weird colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but it looks like in the background there might be waves or mountains or something. Yeah, yeah. or maybe mm-hmm. like behind like that smash. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it definitely seems that like somebody's intentionally trying to obscure what's behind there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, yeah. the second one from. Uh, it, Robert it looks Gamble. Like, Robert Gamble, thank you. Uh, it seems like a so, sort of a tendril. Maybe it, it has kind of a deep sea look to it. Mm-hmm. Like, I like actually thought creatures. that that was an image of uh, of a a super giant having its its plasma being su- siphoned off by a dwarf star, but I'm not sure if that's actually what it is. I thought it looked astronomical too. Yeah. Then again, there's a there's a lot of uh, overlap in those visuals between deep sea and astronomical. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, wouldn't wouldn't James Cameron want to point that out? <laughs> and yeah. for my money, the third one, which is actually an Imgur link instead of being uh, posted directly to Facebook, mm-hmm. um, for whatever it might be worth, uh, it actually looks like a microscopic picture, uh, the kind that yeah. are colored with uh, radiography. Mm-hmm. That de- yeah, that definitely seems to be what it is. Yeah. But uh, what of? <laughs> yeah, for the life of me, I couldn't identify it. But yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it has that kind of that kind of grainy look to it, where it could mm-hmm. be microscopic. Yeah, which yeah. could bode for interesting things. I oh mean, yeah. If yeah. all is space and time, why not smaller or bigger? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Now, I mean, the interesting thing is that that other image, the more I look at that, I mean, that's, there's no two ways around it. That is obviously Channelwood, or at least a copy of Channelwood. Like, mm-hmm. So, but it's not the real Mist version, and it's not the Mist version. Mm-hmm. But those so. are definitely artificial shadows. Looking at it now, just there, there's mm-hmm. no way that's a that's a real picture. It's damn pretty, <laughs> but there's no way that's. A yes, picture. it is. <coughs> I mean, maybe it's just a concept drawing. Maybe it's a uh, you know. Uh, Maybe, you know, if, if it's if if they're working on a project that has to do with like alternate universes and travel, mm-hmm. maybe they'd overlap with the Mist universe, but <laughs> without it actually possible. being a Mist game, it's you know, possible. like as as a reference without it being, you know, yeah, who knows? I I have no idea, <laughs> but it'd be interesting. Yes. Keeping in mind that they've mentioned on their website that uh, they've dropped the hint that they might be using some other game engines. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't they say they were looking at uh, Unreal? Yeah, Unreal. Yeah, yeah, and uh, which is... Uh, I don't think much of Unreal, really. Well, just the fact that they're using contemporary game engines to build new material yeah. is kind of intriguing. Yeah, yeah, that they're branching out at all. Right, yeah, and like they finally... No longer confined uh, they, to plasma. Right, they finally <laughs> set it aside, yeah, because because uh, how old is it now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even, even Mist 5, the updates they did to the engine for Mist 5 can make some of that pretty, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mist 5, I replayed it recently, and it looks pretty good, better than it does in the Uru engine. Yeah. Even the same content, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's still old. <laughs> I, I think my biggest problem um, with the Unreal engine is it doesn't do hard edges very well at all. Mm, yeah. Everything mm. has to be sort of gradiented into it. it and a alias uh, or whatever, yeah. No, it's like, um, like just hard edges on the models not not the textures at all but the models themselves ah, okay look, okay look like they've been sculpted with someone's fingertip instead of a knife like they sure. have yeah. that kind of bevel <laughs> gotcha. to them. yeah I, I i actually know what you mean <laughs> I, I can picture it in my head what you're talking about yeah anyway um why don't we move on to some other not so much news but just discussion point as dalkin will have pointed mm-hmm. out in the news section uh there are there is some new uh content that has been shared not while well, not necessarily in the main shard in Notably, the Genshard. Mm-hmm. Um, spe- uh, now, who everybody here has had a chance to look at that content, right? I did some time ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I was actually. I, I believe I was in Gen just before the call was made. Oh, goody! Sweet. I believe I believe the the new content that's released in in Genshard is uh, Vothtal Gallery, which is a mm-hmm. uh, Dunny location. Yes. Um, an apartment, which is also Dunny location. I, the name escapes me. I'm sorry. Uh, Fainer um, House. And and also, um, oh, help me, help me, Trebivdil, yes. which is a garden age. Um, and they all look very lovely, and they all fit in the universe of Uru very well. Mm-hmm. So, well, um, do you have gripes? <laughs> I have my gripe about one of them. Uh, well, this is the place to talk yeah, about Yeah, I, so. I would say uh, <laughs> Trebivdil, which is the uh, garden age. Um, it's very square. Mm-hmm. Trebivdil. <laughs> What you need to know about Trebivdil, though, is that it was literally made over a weekend. Uh, yes. It, it is yes. the yeah, winner I, of I, a weekend age building contest. And, wow. Uh, so okay. considering yeah, the quality I, of that age in that, that came out of two days of work, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I've tried to do mapping in 3D before. It's not mm-hmm. easy at no, all. So no. to be able to <laughs> knock something like this out in a weekend is it, very impressive to me. But well, uh, that, as, that, that's, as ages yeah. go, mm-hmm. it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's very square. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the squares are it, quick. It's, it's it's very jarring. I I would say it's mm-hmm. sure. Also, sure. It, it's kind of just 
It's stark. Th- those it, these big squares of sand don't really look like they would be. They would actually be holding up under their own mm-hmm. mass. Like, hey if man, they were like it's sand, another age. If they were like sandstone, <laughs> you don't or know if they were actually sand. If they were shaped think, a little I more, think... like they look like they were falling apart slightly. But they're yeah. all very, they're all very uniform and very neatly beveled around the mm-hmm. corners. Actually, I, I believe they the are supposed bevel. to be sandstone. Actually, are they? I remember reading. I think they are actually supposed to be blocks of sandstone. In, in which case, that would sand, be a texturing yeah. issue then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, but I, I still, I still think that the interesting thing about that age is that you know, it is a garden age. It works out very well. Yeah, it's basically it's... like a little mini museum. It looks nice. The only gripe I have about it is that I think that the uh, sign signage coming in. Looks a little strange. It's a little like the sh- the drop shadows specifically against the yeah. sandstone behind it. I'm yeah, not the whole really area here to is, judge. is very very bright. There's not a whole lot of I, shadow in it. I'm not here to judge though. It's a great looking age. I think it goes great in the neighborhoods like they have it set up in Genshard. Um, it's really quite lovely. Um, now, didn't did Moog? Didn't you? I remember you did a narration for that yes, when it first did. came out. Yeah. Yes, a tribivtal came out. I don't remember exactly when, but it's back when uh, Cavern Today was still pretty regularly active, and uh, the developer of that contacted me, I think through a PM through the TCT forum, or perhaps uh, through the Uru forum, and he asked if I'd be interested in recording a promotion for it, and he gave me the text and things like that, and we put music mm. behind it, and so yeah, so we actually promoted Tribivdal in TCT, but goodness I feel knows... dirty now. <laughs> goodness knows how long ago that was. It's been some time. Oh, that's no, on I YouTube. I feel dirty because we promoted it and that just wouldn't trashed it. <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, we're I didn't trash it. We're just giving opinion. I yeah. still think... But you can look that up. That's on YouTube. Somebody uh-huh. put that together. Your voice over the images of mm-hmm. Tribivdal. Oh, is that look right? That okay, up. well, good. Listeners, go look that up. <laughs> that's good to know that's out there. I'm not yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah. But it should be noted, too, um, that none of us had seen it at the time that we did the promotion. <laughs> yeah. Then you should be the one feeling dirty. <laughs> and I enjoyed it actually. I should say that I did enjoy visiting there. No, I, I do love this like just sit on the benches and look at because it it's nice. Mm-hmm. But you know, we've talked about this. Anyway, I, I do want to give props to um the 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 one that's the apartment. I'm so sorry. A house. I forgot the Fener, Thank Fener you. house was developed mm-hmm. by Tweak. Is is it yes. Fener? Yeah. Yes. Not Fenier. It might be Fenier. It might Fenier. it's probably Fenier. Yeah. yeah. Fenier. Tweak, however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> um, but the one thing I notice about that, especially, is that you walk right in there and the music that is in the background is, I swear to God, somebody must have gotten in touch with Tim Larkin and said, hey, what uh, sound fonts are you using? Because they have the sound perfect. Like, it mm-hmm. sounds like Tim Larkin wrote that. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, that's, I actually that's, didn't yeah. notice the music, which coming from me means a lot because it wasn't jarring because I went straight from... I went straight from my Relto to uh, Fenrir House. Mm-hmm. So for there to be no noticeable transition means that it felt like nothing had changed. Right. And right. that's a very high compliment for it. Yes. Age. Yeah. To, to get that level of quality perfect where it feels so like natural to the world. Yeah. Really I, I would not have been it's surprised really if that had been shipped with the game. I mm-hmm. have oh, two yeah. complaints with oh, that yeah. age. The book, the texture on the uh, the DRC journal doesn't wrap properly, mm-hmm. and the uh, the the skybox for the cavern repeats. Yeah, that's it. The age mm-hmm. itself is beautiful. Oh mm-hmm. yes, I would I like want to point to out that the version of Finier House that we have in Genshard is different than the version of Finier House that is in Deep Island, or at least really? the last time I saw it in Deep Island. Yes. 
Interesting. Is, is it newer or is it older? It's newer from what I can tell. Oh, because okay. the one that was in Veneer House, when I when I first linked in there, you know, you walk up the if you can walk up the stairs, there's a pedestal there. There's supposed to be a book on that on that pedestal. I don't know if it's still there or not. I can't remember mm-hmm. because it's been a while. But in when I was there in Deep Island, the book was open and the linking panel was covered in dust and there was a handprint on it. Oh, and there was oh, yeah. a there's, specific there's... reference to that having the age that that goes to being having been seated during the fall of Denis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so that it, uh, that was a very powerful thing to see yeah. uh, just this this testament to you know Veilvis and Agaris yeah. destroying everything that had that had been uh Actually, yeah. I think that age, I think the 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 age that that linking book goes to actually had a name. I think it's called Lens, but okay. I would have to uh, something along those lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He uh, Tweak talked about yeah. it in his blog, and it's yeah. been ages, no pun intended, since I've read that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, if I remember correctly from my little uh, tour. Uh, the book is there on the pedestal. Uh, you can't interact with it as it is now, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 not an an interaction point, so you you don't get that close up where you can see the handprint. Uh, but you do get the reference to it in the journal. Mm-hmm. So you so you can still go up and look and see. Yeah, this is this is how this happened. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's very cool. <laughs> It's just, I mean, that that level of attention to detail is great. I mean, I think that's what makes this community great, and I think that's what makes the folks over at Gao so so cool is the fact that they're willing to geek out over this kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's those kinds of little bits of storytelling in the environment that you don't. Mm-hmm. It, it's a it's a classic example of show don't tell. Yeah. Oh yeah. yes, absolutely. If you let the audience piece the story together for themselves it's that much more powerful than if you just tell it to them. The subtleties mean so much. Speaking of show, don't tell, there's, um, Fenrir House had a journal with it that gave a little bit of the backstory, but a Vothol gallery is just, you you just go right in and you just look. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's a, like a small uh, room, like an antechamber. Yeah. The idea with the Vothol gallery is that it belongs to the Guild of Writers, right? If I'm, if I'm seeing the the, the iconography, right? The iconography yeah. and the color pa- palette. Uh-huh. And it's, for those of you who haven't looked around and seen it, it's a, it's like a circular room with pillars in the shape of uh, of pen nibs, uh, like the nibs of mm-hmm. a fountain pen, yeah. pointed down, and the entire room is, is colored red, which <clears throat> I'm assuming is the color of the Guild of Writers. Someone could mm-hmm. Yeah, if that? I remember correctly, yes. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Red I, I know. Black, I know their. I, is, I know their yeah. pub is definitely red. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually some pretty good climbing in there if you explore a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's. If you're careful, not to give, you can actually get up to the roof. That's what I was trying huh. to do. I don't think I ever got up that high, but I sure had a good time trying. I did not realize that there was that much of that to explore. I'm gonna have to try that. Again. I, I might <laughs> have to go back and look. Yeah. Go back. Um, yeah. But I think. But going back to the point of uh, story in the environment, mm-hmm. uh, you, you've, there's a lot of mystery to that room mm-hmm. because of all of the images of various people hanging in like stained glass. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who yes. are these people? Why are they important? Are uh, they kind just, of like in the library. 
Yeah. Are are oh, yeah. they are they important? Are, the are they oh, just yeah. there to be to be attractive? Mm-hmm. Are they people of some some importance? Did mm-hmm. they have some history? Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Absolutely. I just want to explain to our listeners that um, we've mentioned Deep Island Shard versus Gen Shard. Um, and it's important to understand the difference that because as far as I can tell, there is a bit of confusion about that amongst the community. So mm-hmm. let me explain. Um, basically, the difference is that Genshard is, I mean, they're both run by the Guild of Writers. Um, but the difference is that uh, Genshard is based on the current uh, Mist Online Uber Live architecture, mm-hmm. whereas the Deep Island Shard is based on the uh, Complete Chronicles slash Damal architecture. Mm-hmm. The reason for that is that a lot of the fan ages that were made over the years were obviously made on uh, Complete Chronicles engine because they didn't have Mist Online Uber Live yet. That's why they're making the ages. They're trying to keep busy. Yeah. Um, well, I don't want to put words in their mouth, but the point is, um, so a lot of that content, in order to host it onto any sort of live server, mm-hmm. needs to be in that engine. And so that's where the Deep Island come in, uh, Deep Island chart comes in. Um, now, converting that content to work with the uh, Live ar- architecture, the current Mist Online Live architecture, is actually a very difficult process. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why there is comparatively few ages released in the uh, Gen Shard than there are in the... Uh, uh, Deep Island Chart, which mm-hmm. pretty much has anything that's ever been made by somebody, and at sort of varying degrees of quality. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Genshar, they also do a little bit of quality control. Does this work? Does this make sense in the universe mm-hmm. of you know Mist Online and Dunny? And speaking of that, um, as our last discussion point, I thought I'd come up with an interesting discussion topic for uh, people. Um, now, Deep Island Chart does actually let you do this to an extent. Um, but here's the question, uh, and the question is really based on this, which is that ever since Mist 5 came out, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of explorers played the game and thought in their heads, man, it'd be really cool if I got to explore this in, you know, Uber Live. How cool would this have been, especially the Great Shaft, considering mm-hmm. we sort of saw a glimpse, glimpse of it. Um, and we eventually did get to see that section of Kavir later on. Uh, spoilers, not really. <laughs> um, <clears throat> not not after how long this thing's been out. No. I yeah. suppose not, yeah. Um, it's like spoiling but, Citizen Kane. There's no point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the interesting thing is, despite the fact that, you know, to our knowledge, a lot of that content had originally been developed for Uru. Exactly. The thing is, uh, the, thing is the way they are ultimately done... Uh, depends on sort of these, you know, um, game mechanics that are not compatible with Uru, game mechanics that they made up mm-hmm. specifically for Mist 5. The tablets, uh, etc. You know, like the tablets, mm-hmm. and specifically things that thematically work with Mist 5, like mm-hmm. ages such as Nolaben, which were sort of uh, changed a bit to give a little bit of backstory about Escher, that kind of thing. So the question mm-hmm. that I have that I wanted to sort of discuss as a group and give our own opinions on is to what extent are is the content that's in Mist 5, like, to what extent would that actually be appropriate in the universe of Uru? You know, in the in the IC world of Uru, and just gameplay-wise in the world of Uru. Um, what would actually work, and what maybe wouldn't work? Well, I think right off the bat, you could say that uh, everybody would love to see more of Descent. Uh, the Great yes. Shaft is one of those yes. locations in Denis that is just jaw-dropping, uh, I mean, reading in the book of Tiana how it took the three largest digging machines to create that shaft. Mm-hmm. And uh, not only did it cre- take the three biggest digging machines, but they had never been seen together on oh, the yeah. same project before. Yes, Definitely. This was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. They just dug. Like, this about was the biggest moment in the history of the Guild of Miners. Half, mm-hmm. a, half, half a mile straight up through yes. the ground. 
that is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other, of course, being Nolobin. There's a direct reference to Nolobin in the Baron's office, but in you know in in Denis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on a little notepad. Uh, I'm guessing Douglas Sharper. It was a, it was a note to from Watson to Douglas Sharper that says mm-hmm. the hut on Nolobin is not empty. My dunny is not great, but we you know we need to talk about this. And that's of yes. course that's a reference to Escher. You know, right. years before we knew who that mm-hmm. was. Yeah, yeah. I still suspect yeah. that that a great deal of what we saw in. Uh, and Mist Five was originally intended for Uru, but uh, the way that things planned out, it took a different route. Also, some of you could have done this. I don't recall, but if sometime back there was a certain hack available that would let you uh, play the Mist Five Ages from Uru, mm-hmm. mm. and it was really a lot yeah. of fun, and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, you could also, you know, you could invoke Fly Mode and uh, mm-hmm. kind of go behind the scenes and see, you know, the aerial things that we all did in Fly Mode. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, in End of Ages. And it was quite intriguing, actually. And it worked very well. Yeah. That was um, a Drizzle, I believe. And yes, actually, it was. Yes, it was. F- fun fact, Deep Island Shard uh, makes that possible using Drizzle if you have a copy of Mist 5 to actually go on live yeah. to one of the Mist 5 Ages, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But that's actually what made me ask the question because yeah. um, I don't want to call it a rush job, mm-hmm. not to you know offend anybody, but you know, they're part of the reason I'm asking this question is because it, it becomes evident that maybe some of these ages are better off in Mistfire than they mm-hmm. actually would be in a, personally, you know. Personally, I wouldn't miss them. I w- sure. I would not miss the Mist 5 ages with the exception of of uh, Earth, which, you know, uh, the cavern, the great shaft, all of that. Sure. Kavir. That I want, I would love because... I want to be in every area of the cavern that I can. Yes. I hate yes. being blocked off. Especially when I know that there's, that we've had this mapped out, we've been to it. I want to be able to go to it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of wanting to go to it again, the other area from Mist 5 that I really want to, to see active is Mist. Uh, because, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Because you can only get it in the bad end of Mist 5. Yes, and yeah, you see yeah. it's all run down, but you you can go there. You can see the Channelwood tree, the the grave of Tiana. Mm-hmm. The library is a complete mess. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's that's kind of my biggest thing with Uru, is that I'm very disappointed that we never breach the door in the library mm-hmm. because when you get to miss yeah. in Uru, it's completely sealed off. You can't get to the elevator to the tower. You can't rotate the tower. And the door mm-hmm. is sealed. You can't get to the rest of the mm-hmm. island. Yeah. I want to breach that door. Yes. I yeah. want to get to the rest of the island. Even if I can't go to the surrounding ages, I just want to get to the island. Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of a, a circular coming home kind of thing mm-hmm. that I feel we're really missing. Yeah. One of the reasons so why I think, I think you're think about to say, that. are you about to say what I think you're about to say? Yes, you are. Am I? Go say it. Uh, <laughs> say it. I'll laugh if it's what I think you're about okay. to say. Okay. I, I was just going <laughs> to say that um, one of the reasons why I think that that door is there is because uh, I remember reading something that Rollo had said years ago about how the Mist Island that we see in Mist yep. is mm-hmm. not representative <laughs> of the actual Mist Island that that exists. In, and I fully in, agree in with canon. that. Uh, that and that an example is that the 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 place of protection 
to mm -hmm. the Selenentic Age was designed as a rocket, but that in actuality, yeah. that rocket was just there to show some sort of otherworldly technology that we don't really have an analog to. Mm -hmm. um, so being as the difference between Mist and Uru is that the Mist's, Mist is a game that's been developed by Cyan that uh, per contract from the DRC, and mm -hmm. the Uru events are treated as factual, then our actually going to the Mist Island brings up a problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if we go out of the library, we're going to see the actual island as it actually is. Oh. Uh, and it's not going to look like the place mm. that we remember. Yeah. But that's what's, that's okay. what's so exciting, being able to... It's like uh, seeing a photograph from somewhere from your childhood and then going there yourself mm -hmm. when you're old enough to remember it. And it looks so different, yeah. but it's also kind of familiar at the same time. Mm -hmm. that I I would love to go to a to a mist island that was built to be an actual mist island. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because to think that island... I'm extremely excited to see yeah. that. Well, to think that island supported a family for who knows how many years, so they would have been, you know, like farming. And, of course, they could link out for some other supplies, but... Uh, any of the living quarters to support a family of four, you know, and and uh, yeah, kind of like kind of like rhyme. I I have a counter quote for you, Chris. This oh. is exactly what I thought you were going to say. Um, first of all, I do want to point out that you are coming at that from a an icy perspective, of course. Um, um, Rawa uh, actually later retracted that and clarified from an OOC perspective that. Mm -hmm. Truthfully, number one, truthfully, if we ever see Mist Island in Uru, he said it's definitely going to be the one that you're familiar with, mm -hmm. but no guarantees. Um, the other thing he also said, he also suggested that the elevator going up to the uh, observation tower mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily, is not necessarily a one way. Oh, yeah, now, he, I, yeah, I can't, that, don't, that, mm. don't quote me on that, but I, I recall him saying that. I, I, that, I recall I that being that. the explanation mm. as well, that that would go, that was, that would go down as well to like a subterranean level that would be like living quarters, kitchen, oh, yes, okay. dining room, stuff that. like that. Very interesting. And uh, that would make a whole hell of a lot of sense, seeing that Atris was uh, at least half Denis, and... Mm -hmm. They were basically <laughs> living as Denis. Now, th that's the interesting thing. Um, that's why uh, I would be okay with it just being a Miss Five. Here's one thing. Here's my caveat, though. Mm -hmm. I do think that if they were to ever have Miss Island in, or, then it shouldn't be exactly it is in Miss Five. On the one hand, I do think it's important to show it in its rundown state. Mm -hmm. It became rundown because Atris's family sort of abandoned it because it brought back painful memories of Sirius and Akinar. Understandable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um so it's important to show it run down. Mm -hmm. But the problem is that in Mist 5, it's intended to be a bad ending, and it feels like a bad ending. Yeah. It's um, not only run so down, it's, it's dead. There's it's no stormy, greenery, no animals. It's yeah. stormy. Yeah. I, it is I stormy. Would, it is dark. The music is depressing as heck. It's really, <laughs> yeah, you, um, you really it, feel it, like so, you've messed up yeah. if, you, if you get oh, that yeah. ending. Yeah. So I, I would... Take it as it is, and I would make a few minor changes to it. The first minor change I make is remove the rain. That immediately changes the tone of the island, like, a lot, mm -hmm. just alone. Yeah. My second thing that I would do is change the music to the music that is currently in the library, just because it's a little bit more mysterious and a little bit less depressing. Mm -hmm. And those two things together, I think, would make it and a little bit more appropriate for the greenery, because even in the absence of someone there... Mm -hmm. The greener, the like trees and grass and stuff, they'd probably be fine. Mm -hmm. Well, I like the fact that the the grass was overgrown. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but uh, but all the trees were like dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but that's just uh, that alone would would make me okay with it. I I do think that you know if they could give a little bit more greenery, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. But you know, it yeah. would mean retexturing. The laziest way to do it <laughs> would be to. Yeah. Um, I have one other point uh, about that. Um, I mostly agree with everything that everybody else has said so far as as far as what content is appropriate. Um, great shaft, you know, et cetera, cavern, et cetera. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I do uh, want to point out is um, uh, Tagira. Now, I have a bit of a different perspective on Tagira. Mm-hmm. Because you go to Tagira and it actually, it feels a little bit more like a missed age. You yeah. don't go in there and say, oh, this is a place I would love to be with friends. It just doesn't have that vibe to it for some reason. I really enjoy Tagira. Yeah, but it feels uh, absolutely the like frozen prison age, right? Yes, yes, right. that's right. Yeah. Okay, but it feels absolutely like an age that you're supposed to be in alone. It just feels like that for some reason. Yeah. Um, and I, my suggestion for why that might be is because I think they actually reversed engineered Tagira out of what was originally supposed to be beyond Gira. If you if you guys remember oh, yeah. the the second section of the rumored sections second section of Edder Gira two, and I can support oh, this theory. Yeah. By saying, if you ever go into Google and you type in uh, Beyond Gira, Edagira 2, you'll get a piece of concept art mm-hmm. which has the exact trees that are in Tagira. Oh, very in them, interesting. Except not covered in snow. So those two things, and also the similarity in the name, just, you know, all mm-hmm. that by itself. So that leads me to believe that they hadn't, they had or at least the foundations of an age, and they sort of reverse engineered it, made it a snowy age, and gave it a different backstory. Mm-hmm. Um I'm assuming that Beyond Gear would have been something that'd be more appropriate as, you know, something to visit uh, with other people. But uh, Tagira, I'm not getting that sense, really. I think just for some reason. I, yeah. I think uh, what I think your theory has actually been confirmed, but I can't remember where I heard that. Um, most hmm. the reason I say this is because I've heard this before about Eater mm-hmm. uh, Gear 2. I think they're on the old drc page there was actually an eater gear 3 listed as well uh, oh. but that they had plans on having multiple uh locations within these ages that you could visit over mm-hmm. time uh and towards the end of eater gear you, know, you look out across the waterfall you see this village in the distance and you're right you think oh wow i i want to go oh, there yeah. um and my guess is that that would probably that that was probably an idea for where they were going to end up progressing. If you, you know, Teladon is an absolutely huge age. Um, yeah. What we have is huge. And you go to the Baron's office and you see the map of, of it. And mm-hmm. there are several sections and people have actually worked out where on this map we actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, a, there's a, I think there, there's a bunch of, there's a couple of little splotches that are kind of green tinted and there's one that's red. Um, mm-hmm. If, uh, that sounds really crazy, unless you know what I'm talking about. But, <laughs> but uh, there's a thing here, and yeah, there's, thing there's, here. A, there's a thing over there, and you go to the place. Uh, but you know, they they had plans on going to more than m- multiple regions of these ages. I mean, that's, sure, that's obviously indicated by Douglas Sharper's adventures with Shroomy. Uh, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, these these ages aren't single biome worlds. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different regions in them. Oh yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah. The I think odd ages is a perfect example of that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, spoiler alert. And that's another one. Uh, that's another one. Todelmer. I don't need to have that whole age, but that pot age would definitely work in that collection, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, because there's a pot at the end. Spoiler alert for those who haven't played this fight. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, um, I, I do have to agree with you. I think that's possibly one of the most heartbreaking things about who were getting canceled when it did. Because I distinctly remember the first time I stepped into Edogira looking out and seeing those villages in the distance uh-huh. and saying, oh, man, I wish I could go I there. I want to go there. Like that. I have that memory, you know? Mm-hmm. And to know that to know that they were considering doing that and now they didn't get a chance, that's just, that's, that's a bummer. Yeah. You know? Well, I have an idea. Here, I, I actually... Uh, I was in Garrison earlier, and I was thinking about Garrison two and Garrison mm-hmm. three, which were supposed. To, uh, I think Garrison two was supposed to be the wall, and then Garrison three was supposed to be everywhere else. And there was a note on the DRC DRC site that said, uh, "Read the the age evaluation journal, and you'll see why we aren't going to do this." It was something about the Garrison wildlife being absolutely horrific and yeah, angry. Mm-hmm. Why don't we all just go to Garrison? Shove Dalkin into one of the giant maintainer suits and throw it <laughs> off the throw it off yeah, the thing yeah. and let him him try and tame the beast and we'll just go from there. <laughs> on on a more serious note, what's interesting about that is apparently all those little things are uh, IC code for actual reasons why they had trouble with the ages. Mm-hmm. And I've never been able to decode what all those things means. And that's one of the things that I wonder. Like, mm-hmm. what is that supposed to mean? The wildlife? Like, what was that? Bugs. What is that code for? Hmm. Yeah, bugs. About, okay. giant bugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe wait. Maybe that makes too much they sense. They just couldn't get the wildlife how they wanted it. Like, yeah, oh, maybe yeah. they. Oh, yeah, maybe they were intending to have like animals that you would interact with, or maybe even like like the crabs in uh, the quabs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the quabs. Yeah, in like the auto net. Yeah, run yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever noticed, but uh, what uh, pod age was it that was the jungle basically? Negulon. Negulon. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, yeah. If you would uh, play that in, <clears throat> and spoiler alert, fly mode, um, you could actually walk out through the pod and could freely explore that environment. So it's like they had intended originally for you to be able to explore and to go around and you know find the animals and things like well, that. Well, back in the day, there was there was an expedition outside of the pod. Uh, I can't remember who mm-hmm. it was, but. Uh, it was wasn't it sharper. It was sharper and one, sharper and one of the explorers. Yeah, one one oh. of the explorers. I can't yeah. remember his name, but that's when they found the the dead Irwin. I think it was, and they yeah. went back yeah. because they realized the Barrow were doing things. Right. Oh wait, wait. Did did that actually happen? Yeah. Like in the game. Yeah. Like so they 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 had somebody taken out. Oh, that's cool. That's neat. Yeah, it is. That means they actually went ahead and did all the texturing, and that's mm-hmm. cool. That's really neat. Yeah, but with yeah. fly mode, you could actually uh, could walk around the outside of the pod, could see the outside of yeah. the pod. It was visible from inside and outside. Yeah, I got to try that again then. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's very cool. Uh, yeah. I got to figure out how to do fly mode in Mist Five period, so I can. <laughs> I, I, I never knew this was a thing. Yeah. Well, I think that just about wraps us up. Just about. Yeah. So for TCT talk, this has been Wing. I still can't think of something clever. <laughs> <laughs> and Mowag. Uh, and Esto. Shora Gabatodi. And me, Maris. Take care, everyone. Happy anniversary.
That was Gardens of Bandam, a piece by TCT staffer Jeff Wise. If you'd like to hear more of Jeff's work, be sure to check out his page on SoundCloud, Lampman Studios. Next up is Morris, who will be reintroducing a segment our podcast has not featured in quite some time. Hope you enjoy it. Shira, Morris again, here to reintroduce a segment we haven't featured in many years, the Mad Lib. For those unfamiliar, Mad Libs are a game in which some particular piece of writing has words removed from it at random. The players are provided with only the parts of speech of these words, completely out of context, which they fill in with words of their choosing. Then, the words they chose are filled into the blank spots in the original text, usually with amusingly dumb results. For our TCT take on the Mad Lib, we usually take something from the Myst series literature. The TCT Mad Lib was originally featured in our original series podcast 27, and made several appearances afterwards, including during TCT Topside, but it hasn't been featured for a few years. Since this podcast is all about paying tribute to the history of the Myst series, we thought it would be appropriate to pay tribute to our own TCT history as well by bringing back this lighthearted segment. Now, I chose the text, a particular speech from Uru, and posted the list of parts of speech on our TCT forums, where my teammates filled out the words. As of this recording, they still aren't aware what the source text was. They're going to be hearing it together for the first time, just like our audience, when they listen to this podcast. And now, it's time for the big reveal. This TCT Mad Lib's source text was Yisha's final speech from Ages Beyond Mist, the one that begins with... An ending has been written. You've done all that has been asked. You've traveled the full circle. You have returned to the cleft through the fissure. And so, here are the results of our little game. Enjoy! An ending has been linked. You've done all that has been eaten. You've examined the full rhombus. You have returned to Las Vegas by TARDIS. You ran among the Canadians and saw the bow ties of previous journeys. You have returned, and the fedoras were returned, and now 25 more of the hippos, the smelliest, have been returned to Romania. You don't need to quest out what that means, only that the toenail of Vishnu has set it in motion. Now the rhombus is complete, and the poppies have begun to grow again. The rib is now open, and so the protozoan of the journey must gush. Now the entrance is tied to the exit. Now you can bojangle where you wish. The pain of Romania awaits. The belated city leans. Mega Man again. And I will be concerned with other teeth. The smelliest are becoming more fragrant. They will now also obliterate the pain. Though perhaps not the way cookies have planned. You've learned about the sloth of Romanians. The great liquors of worlds were infected with sloth that became a syphilis quietly in association with the surface, but it grew until Romania could chortle no more. But those things have been massacred. You flagellated well, I think. Let us end this spatula with octopi before we start the next spatula. Walla Walla, Washington. The laminated place. Your cherry blossom now. It was the first cherry blossom I licked. A gift for my trench coats. And now much more. It reminds me of another whale, another quasar. I even put the shack in the place it belongs. But Walla Walla will change. It will be your cartridge, showing what you are. Only I can lick Walla Walla. It is beyond what the Romanians could accomplish. Keep it. And I've given you real estate that represents your journey. 
juggle this to show others what pilot we've taken, what pilots are taken. When you wear it, you tell all that you pilot with us, with Yisha, with the hippos. It will not always be hanging. And another gift is here, a link to Las Vegas, here in Nevada. You haven't been able to singe here, but now you can. This kumquat will take a special place in your mason jar. This place is not meant to be lambasted. Return here alone when you wish to giggle the spatula of things. A big thank you to Dalkin Starbine for voicing that for me. For The Cavern Today, this is Morris, signing off. We have come to the end of our missed 20th anniversary special, but of course, the ending has not yet been written for The Cavern Today. We will see you again soon for the upcoming Uru 10th anniversary and more. A lot of effort goes into the production of each of these podcasts, so we'd like to take a moment to give credit to our TCT staffers who have worked hard to make this 20th anniversary special a success. Thank you to Dalkin Starbine for the news, to Delanor for letting us share his music piece, Stream of Unconsciousness, to Morris, Moag, Wing, and Esto for TCT Talk, Jeff Wise for his music piece, Gardens of Bandam, and Morris for the Mad Lib. For The Cavern Today, this has been Mowag, your host for this podcast, signing off. And of course, happy anniversary missed. <laughs>